He took he took clothes that don't fit him. That's that's an it's a perfect crime. You got robbed in the hospital. I got it robbed a in a hospital. That's a great crime. Yeah, it's a great crime. Hospitals are where you go to die. I know that I believe in hospitals. I still believe in the system. But you go there not to get healthy. You go there to die. Dude, you had a you had a reawakening, which is fantastic. Like I had a reawakening, and uh, but I still like sugar, so fuck you. And you're you're and I still believe in Ozempa because it's working. If you're 500 pounds, nothing wrong with being 400 pounds if you can hack it, or Ozempic or whatever it's called. Hey boys, all right, JC, let's get right to it. Uh, Phil Perlman in the house, Riley, Mc... have you changed your name this week? Are you still Riley Roseby? Still Riley Roseby. <laughs> Who's running the back for, end. For the, the eternity. I'm wearing Stay Grassy grass clippings. You are wearing Stay Grassy glass clippings. JC doesn't play golf. He's more likely to play pickleball. And Phil is a runner. And you are on Trends with Friends. JC, let's get start right at the top. Dude, hats off. As usual, you were early. I still a lot of technical analysts, people that I like, are giving you reasons to be bearish. You were giving us reasons to be bullish last uh, early, early, mid last year, um, and non-apologetically. Uh, maybe one of the best calls. I have to say, it's probably the best call because it was like no way I would be willing to make that call. You weren't making the call because you're, you just really saw the numbers and I had, st I was thing, still Howard. getting stopped out. Hang on, I was still thing. getting stopped out. Hang Here's on, I was still getting stopped the, out. He can't the first thing, me. the first thing that stocks need to do before they could start to go up is to stop going down, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, it, it sounds like common sense, but like I, I can't begin to tell you like how many humans like don't actually remember that part and stocks stopped going down in June, right? Almost all of them. By the time the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ put in their lows in the fourth quarter, there weren't any stocks left still going down. Some of the, you know, uh, mega cap growth names were still falling. Some technology was still falling. I will say that weed Every, was still falling. Weed everything was still, else was still going high. Weed is still falling. <laughs> weed there's is always, still there's falling. There's always bear market somewhere. There is a bear market. So you were so right, JC, and I think there are stocks that continue to fall, but very few. For sure, and just like in bull markets, you're in bear markets. You're going to find stocks that are going up. In, in in strong bull markets, you're going to find stocks that still still can't figure out a way to go up. And and if that's the case, you're probably in the wrong stock. So think about the environment that we're in. The majority of stocks have been going up for over a year now. People are asking me when the bear market's going to end. We're in the second year of a bull market already, right? So you know, it, it, it's it's about if your stocks, if your portfolio has not been doing well. In this environment where stocks have done so well, maybe it's time to maybe reevaluate sort of how you're being, how you're positioned, right? And there's a wide uh, a, a range of, of stocks that are working. You know, you've had technology stocks and growth stocks in general do very well. We've recently gotten some nice rotation into things like industrials and small cap stocks. Now you're getting all of these crypto mining companies absolutely ripping one story after the next you know, in terms of groups of stocks working. You know what happens in bull markets? New groups of stocks start to work. New sectors start to participate in the expansion that we're seeing in the bull market, right? That's how a bull market progresses. Those are the second, third, fourth innings of the bull market. You get new emerging leadership and sector rotation. Is 
that what we've been seeing? Absolutely, right? What you, what you see in bear markets is you see the leaders catch down to the laggards. You don't see new leaders. You see new uh, losers is really what you see. The, the final leaders, the last ones doing well, tend to catch down to the stocks that have already been falling. In bear markets, you don't see emerging leadership like all the time. Wow, now those stocks are working. Holy crap, these stocks are working now too. Those are the types of things you see in bull markets. Now, go back and study every bull market in history, and you know what you're going to find? You're going to find that investors that own stocks were rewarded for doing so in those bull markets. So when you think of it like that, what do we want to do in an environment where stocks are going up? We call those bull markets. What do you want to do? You want to own stocks. So that means that we want to spend the majority of our time looking for stocks to buy, not looking for stocks to sell. It's also important to understand what your time horizon is. When are you trying, when are you trying to profit? This week? Tomorrow? Like this morning? Like 10 years from now? Where, what's your time horizon um, is also really, really important in this. Like, am I chasing? You know, two seconds ago, it was a bear market. Now you think you're chasing? Like, try it can't be both right so you don't you haven't defined your time horizon if, if that's how you're thinking through things so behaviorally a couple Phil, of thoughts. What, what are people feeling now so i luckily so i was saying can you hear me guys yes okay, unfortunately so sorry for the construction i'm now living amongst phil you've been in this house when it was it's completely the house the that, kitchen that. is like it was like the kitchen was being ripped out that was like months ago though right dude let me just tell you. Uh, it's a constant what, state. These are uh, not problems that I'm complaining about. They're funny. Uh, I now have the attitude. It's like I'm living amongst the build. It's pretty funny. They, they can't get me out of here. But uh, so I apologize, people, for the echo. No, you, sound, great. you sound much better than, uh, than, than last week. So what so I was going to say is, so, so Phil. Behaviorally. Um, what I, what I, behaviorally was easy for me to like. I'm a momentum person. So while I was getting stopped out, unfortunately, maybe I, you know, I have certain rules and there were, uh, I, I could still read JC, and, but I still had to honor like how I was thinking about my positions. Um, and as, as this new bull market started, I've become an indexer because of my age and because of uh, how I look at the world. Um, luckily, I've been QQQs and indexed from when I'm uh, from when I'm long. But how do you behaviorally as a human being? Because what what I was trying to get at with JC is this one was hard. They're all hard to catch a bottom or to catch the beginning of a new bull market, and that's because um, you just you just hit it. You're hit with headlines. The the thing that JC nailed was stocks stopped going down like the selling continued but the like the the negative but stocks started to go up a little bit or stop going down so how do you two, switch two your mindset how, how do you switch two your points mindset? to that two points to that number one everybody has emotions everybody is emotional and the part that's hard is the emotional part because our emotions and our behaviors are intertwined in complex ways and knots when the market's down. Those complex ways are knots. The one thing that JC does is, and this only cultivates over years and years of doing this, growing dispassion. It's not that he doesn't feel emotion. It's not that he doesn't have emotion. He loves his kids just like we all love our kids. But he just separates that emotion from his scientific observation of price and that's just what he's talking about. He was talking about it in the fall last year. He was like, this, the market has stopped going down. 
He's talking about different sections of the market where things are starting to move higher. And it was just completely dispassionate. It didn't have to do with his own gains and losses. It didn't have to do with stocks that he was getting killed in and married because he was married to them and couldn't get stopped out. He was just looking at price. That's number one. And that is, you know, you, you see it with seasoned technicians. Hey, number two, I want to talk about the environment right now. And I want to talk about this connection between emotion and price again. Over the weekend, every weekend, Helene Meisler does a, uh, a poll. You guys are laughing at me? What, what, what is, what is, I can't hear you. It's like listening to Charlie Brown. We've Phil has slowly degraded into like quiet. It's like the teacher and Charlie Brown. All right, so well, Phil, maybe Phil was on his best riff of all time, and, and the gods. Uh, uh, One more point. Him. I'm hoping it caught most of it. No, Phil, he's still talking. So can you shut him down until his internet picks up and Jason and me pick point. up? My internet is he not plugged in? Is he not? Uh, does he not have a plug to his computer? You guys can't hear me? No. Drop your video. What's that? Dragging video or dragging audio? What the fuck? Every Wednesday afternoon, my, my internet goes down. Yeah, but can I can you just kick him off so he has to like reload fuck. it or no? Yeah. Fuck! I can't believe how bad we're. We can't. So bad. All right, JC, let's walk through some charts. You, you shared some charts with me in the doc. What do you want to see? Well, um, you know, the S&P 500 continues to make new 52-week highs. You know, one thing that you see in a lot of bull markets, you see a lot of new 52-week highs. You're getting the most amount of new 52-week highs in the S&P 500 in over a year. So not only are you seeing, you're, you're seeing the most amount of new highs that we've seen in quite some time, which is, again, is also very characteristic of strong, healthy market environments. Um, I would point to this technology chart. Um, the technology chart for me is a big one because we're now running into those former highs from the end of 2021, early 2022. We're running into that as we speak. You could say the same about the Apple and Microsoft charts. You know, that's a, those are huge components. Remember, technology is half of the QQQ, and Apple and Microsoft are half of technology. You know, these are these are monster components. So let's let, let's keep that in mind. So then you go to the Apple and Microsoft chart. You can see the exact same thing, right? Now, how are they going to react to those former highs? That's the big question. And then it's not just the United States. It's not just technology. You can look at Germany. Germany looks exactly the same. This is the German DAX index. It looks just like technology. It looks just like, right? It looks just like Apple. It looks just like Microsoft. This is Germany as an index. And look at the exposure to this particular index. You're looking at 17% um uh in in industrials and you're looking at a big percentage of chemicals and financials and consumer discretionary not mega cap tech yet it's running into the same situation so what i like to do in these sorts of scenarios is kind of look around and see what other assets are doing uh, as they come to this uh sort of uh uh hurdle if you will and look at nvidia ripping right through those former levels right? NVIDIA just absolutely ripping through those former levels like it's not even there. Uh, you can also say the same thing about Palo Alto Networks. Same thing, absolutely ripping through there like it's not even there. So there's precedent already for these tech stocks and perhaps Germany and, uh, uh, and the tech index itself to 
rally through those levels like some of those others. There's already precedent. So it, it so because of that, that's part of the reason I'm not shorting these things. I'm not necessarily buying it yet, uh, but I'm not shorting it because we see other ones ripping right through that. I'm not trying to get in front of that. Wow, I didn't notice that. That is, you know, I've had friends in the security space that have always said uh, uh, Palo Alto, but you know, it's it's hard for me when I if you're just priced, man. The signs, JC, are getting stronger, not worse. Um, yeah. It feels like there's just going to be news breaks around crypto and around the news did break on crypto, right? I was going to say uh, that's what I was going to get to next. You're seeing you're seeing it yeah. in cryptocurrencies, absolutely ripping. We're in the Mara. You know, some of us are in the riot. I bought more Mara today. So we're, we're very aggressively, uh, you know, I'm already long Bitcoin, you know, so across the board and you're seeing it. And, and just the, the point is new, new stocks are participating in the uptrend. New stocks are participating in this bull market, not fewer. Yeah, it's expanding. So this is people shouldn't rush is what we're saying. So, you know, you can you can go from that mood of like being out of it to the mood of I'm chasing. The good news is if it's a bull market, bull markets last a lot longer than bear markets. Um, the thing that was tough, you got to, you got to, we'll get back to Phil Nettie's live, the dispassion part and removing your mistakes of the past. You got to move forward. Um, and you've got to, there's enough tools out there, forgetting just following us or somebody that you really love. There's enough tools that'll keep you in the market, whether it's indexes or we were talking about the thema go thematic, which allows you to just remove five or six companies and just stay invested. Um, if you're under fucking 30, you shouldn't even be worried about the headlines. You're lucky to live in America. So Phil, let's talk about the dispassion again, like what makes JC or somebody. And that's, that's the thing, we can't all be JC, but we get to follow people like you and JC that can at least remove, you're, you're entitled to be passionate. Some of the best investors in the world, now granted they're self-claimed like Chamath, are very emotional people. Um, Meaning they've made great investments despite, you know, in the, despite being extremely emotional and making all the mis regular mistakes that most investors do. Um, you know, the benefit of having a stake matters. But Phil, how do you remove, how do you talk about this dispassion? Well, experience is very important. And also uh, you have to have a capacity to learn from your mistakes. If you are a cognitively rigid person, um, if you are like a stiff person, you're going to have a real difficulty with that. So you need a, a flexibility. Um, also, you need to embrace those emotions. Like people, oh, oh, you know, sometimes people make the mistake of saying, well, you know, you shouldn't have emotions and you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't feel anything uh, if, you're being, if you're being involved with the markets. But really, you need to feel. You just need to be in touch with what you're feeling because if you're unaware or if you're just afraid, but you don't even know you're afraid, and if you're projecting those emotions onto other people or other things, or if you're angry, those kind of things, when you're out of control, that leads to behavioral disruption. That leads to irrational behavior. I can't, in two minutes, give anybody any great advice on what to do now, uh, because it's complicated. And some people, will, some people will learn from the mistake of others. Some people will learn from their own mistakes over time, which is how most of us learn. Some of us will never get it. And we're not hardwired to be tuned in in that way. We're not hardwired to be rational. I just wanted to say one more thing really quickly. Over the weekend, here's a really interesting thing. So the Qs have gone up. Uh, you know, the, the NASDAQ 100 has gone up 40% this year, um, 100 points off the low. 
Like best like start to a year ago. ever. Best start to a year ever. Best start to a year ever. And over the weekend, over this past weekend, a few days ago, three days ago, uh, Helene Meisler puts out a uh, sentiment test on Twitter, uh, a sentiment poll every single weekend for, I don't know how long she's been doing it. She's been doing it for a long time. She gets 3,000 3, votes, sometimes more, sometimes less. And she put it out this week, same poll, Saturday poll, the next 100 points for the S&P, 60% down. So that's, you know, 1,800 out of 3,000 replies down after we've had that kind of rally. So what is the current market sentiment? I'm not talking about individual behavior out there. If you're having trouble, you know, and you're, you're, you're holding your losers and you're selling your winners or whatever. I'm talking about market sentiment, not in yeah. the be- individual behavior. Uh, market sentiment is still negative. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, most of the people, that's a large disparity. Yeah, um, and it's seasoned people that follow her. It's not just the other. The other thing that I will say, and I'll t- talk about private market. I, there's a lot we could talk about. So first of all, really appreciate these. If just for us, even with our bad sound, it's just great to to, to hang the four of us. The as usual, the um, the thing that fascinates me is is first that JC got this right. Second, that we can all do this and have fun. Third is like be able to chat about the behavior here because the fourth is we all have these tools that we should be using. I was, I was on Stockwitz yesterday and some guy goes, I'm a degenerate. I'm here checking every day. I said, if you're writing and journaling, you are not, you are a good degenerate. If you love the markets, you're not a, you, you, people need to say if they love the markets, that's like liking, liking Spanish or science or engineering. If you love the markets, you're normal. This is like the most beautiful symphony of human behavior in the world, where globally 24-7 people are connected. Robinhood just launched, better or for worse, it's stupid in my opinion, but who cares? People want it, give the people what they want. Robinhood just launched 24-7 trading on certain amount of stocks. Crypto is being sued by the SEC and is at yearly highs. Why? People want this stuff. And there's utility. Bitcoin wouldn't be at 30,000 if there wasn't utility. It's the first product since gold to have a hedge that isn't merging to shit yet against uh, ludicrous governments. Otherwise, it wouldn't be trading at 30,000 and Ethereum wouldn't be trading at 17,000. And by the way, both are not securities right now as claimed by the SEC. So the SEC, we are getting some news that will deal with a huge part of the speculation. The fact that the SEC, the fact that Coinbase put up a billion dollars in their money to, to go out, to just get this in court is a bullish thing. It's, it may not be bullish long-term, but it's a bullish thing relative to Gary Genzer farting around and fucking being uh, neutral or whatever he was doing to be the dick that he was being uh, because he was allowed to be. Coinbase called his bluff and said, let's, let's battle this out in court. And by the way, you have a Supreme Court, if it ever gets there, that's conservative and is going to hate this. So, so... You know, the, the decision may go against Coinbase, but we now have a, a point in time, and I'm not a crypto expert, but if, if, we, if we look at the tea leaves, we are at a point in time where the institutions have, have all but jumped in. What is, who filed an ETF right after the lawsuit? Black Fidelity. Uh, 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 Blackstone. I think you're on mute, JC, you're on mute. But uh, the, the, the institutions are going to benefit now. 
We could, we could yell and scream all we want, but this next phase of crypto is going to be all about security and privacy for the institutions. And guess what? It's not as fast as everybody wanted it, and now retail has been killed and, and hates crypto and is skeptical, and SEC is saying it's all bad people. But guess who's coming in? The bad people. We, we, BlackRock so Black and, uh, and, uh, and Wisdom Tree is who you're referring to. Yeah, Blackstone they're, they're is all not coming. a... ETF. No, but they just launched some exchange oh. amongst Schwab and Fidelity and Blackstone. I forget what it's called. And so, guess what? You they're ringing what? the bell. It's they happening. rang the bell. The bell is happening. Bitcoin didn't just run up twenty percent this time on this news because nothing's happening. You know, the the I'm not saying buy Bitcoin. I'm just saying Bitcoin's not ten thousand. That's more of a signal than what Bitcoin being at thirty thousand. So you have another bullish case. It may just be for Bitcoin and Ethereum right short term, but uh, so that's another you know thing in technology's favor. Howard, right do you now. care about the headlines with like the BlackRock news? Because I know, I mean, BlackRock's not I the first care. company that is bringing this Here's why I care. And Phil, like, Phil, Phil and I were it. in that space and like here's why people have been moving there. Here's why we care. Because Phil and I were there and JC was there in 2008 and we were as mad as the crypto people are today when the perp walk didn't happen for Goldman Sachs and fucking Citibank shitty bank, whatever we want to call them. There was no perp walks. There's been one perp walk. For the record, I wasn't mad. I don't, I don't well, care. I was mad because you're a dispassionate, <laughs> fucking soulless piece of shit. But uh, human care. beings like like Phil and I cared. I cared. I was so I, mad. I don't really know. I, fine, but I don't really know. I don't have I the... I, I, I don't know legally who did what wrong. I mean, I don't know. I don't care. Like, I got enough shit to worry about, you know? Hey, man. All right, good point. That's why we're doing this show. But what I'm saying is we know how people feel. I know how people feel. I don't know anything about that shit. (laughs) They feel the same way about GameStop and AMC that Phil and I and people that were passionate about this stuff felt about the criminals in 08. The criminals tend to get away with stuff. Mexico is run by drug lords, you know? Uh, You know, the United States is run by banks. Yes. The uh, United States is run by banks. Uh, so it is what it is. But there's another bullish... The banks are ready to go. And it came out of nowhere, and it's all of a sudden, and it's like, oh, okay. And now the banks are going to get, you know, against the one against uh, a, a spot ETF. And now all of a sudden, it's like, okay, big boys are involved, game on, and it's all going to happen now. And so... Yeah, they, know, weren't, they that, weren't sending and, and the business out of America the overseas. They were just sending it to the biggest ones that they're already regulating. Here's the interesting Gary, Gary, and this is my take. Gary Gensler is the Jay Monahan of uh, finance. He's going to come up with some. They're going to say, "Oh, I've got family reasons. I'm going to leave." Uh, he either runs with Elizabeth. I mean, we either get Gary Gensler for the rest of our life who's, in politics. Who's Jay Monahan? He's the guy who oh, ran you the PGA so much. and sold his soul to the. Who, who, like Gary Gensler, was like, we'll never do business with the Arabs. Did he play for the Yankees? No, who's he's a no, commissioner of the PGA Tour. JC, we love you because you stare at your screens all day. Other people have other interests. So, uh, you know, we all can't be Fibonacci wine, etc. But the Jay Monahan, Gary Gensler thing, this is the year of flipping. Good clean yeah. living, right, Perlman? <laughs> this is the year of flipping. Good clean living, so I, baby. I That's think Gary Gensler quietly, hopefully, goes away with this new crypto wave, and he'll be embarrassed. There should be a thing. reality TV show with, with this Gensler fellow and uh, your boy Jay Monahan, right? That Dude. would be, they could follow him around. They could be like the Kardashians 
of uh, of of golf and 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 crypto. No, that would be that the would greatest be awesome. Netflix content of all. Dude, time. that sounds like the most boring thing ever. Are you kidding right, me? Let's flip. These let's flip. Two? Let's flip to like the best show on, on Netflix. Phil, I just wanted to talk about this. So the the psych, the luxury slash Netflix slash because Netflix was hated. Everybody's staying from Netflix has figured out sports. They've done the F1 show. They did the golf show, which wasn't great. Now they've done the cycling show, which is an amazing thing to take away from. You think about watching that show, and it's basically Formula One without uh, uh, protection. These guys are going 40 miles an hour with Lycra on in packs of 100 people over cliffs and with no barriers put up. Like, long, like downhill racers have like straw uh, barriers put up for them when they're doing 50 miles, 60 miles an hour, whereas a cyclist has nothing put up. What I noticed about cycling and what everybody should take away from cycling, why it's so popular, is these pelotons, how we invest. Getting these small groups of people together, like we do weekly and I do with Ivan and you all do with your groups and we do in our Twitter feeds and stock Twitch groups, is really good. You being addicted and having these groups of, uh, not like-minded, but different types of groups that make up a pack is fantastic because that's how you go faster. And so I urge everyone to watch that show. Uh, to really think about how these guys do 20 days in the mountains at those speeds because they're doing it in packs and as teams. And it's really much very interestingly related to investing. And for the people that think they're addicted, Phil, you can comment on this. There's nothing wrong with staring at the markets as long as you do it productively um, because it's like any skill set. You need to learn what to watch and how to watch it. Yeah. There's a difference between staring at the markets and always be doing something versus staring at the markets, taking in data and, 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 and entering markets with cer at certain periods of time. Can you comment on that, you guys? There are many things out there that can be uh, healthy or uh, harmful. And so there are people out there who, and, and you know, markets are risky. And by the way, and this goes back to what you were saying before, I wanted to comment on markets are incredible drama. They are great stories, comedy, farce, all rolled into one a competition. All And there's a game every day, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, goes on six and a half hours. It's fantastic. It's exciting. There are winners. There are losers. There's tragedy. And um, so that's just what it is. It's just life. And so there are gonna there are people who are just gonna get burned. There are people who have no no uh, business being in the market at all. Uh, they're the same people who are susceptible to gambling or other uh, other things that can be bad for you if it's too much. And there are gonna be huge winners. You know, there's gonna be uh, peaks and valleys. So uh, it, it's just life. You know, there's no, there's no getting away from it. It's just life and it is glorious and it is exciting and it is fun. Um, and it, and it is, and, and what you said about, um, you know, community and running in packs does accelerate you. It does, it does allow you to gain more knowledge faster. No, no question. It, Cause it's a, it's, it's collective, you know, first of all, I have a lot of interests, um, but uh, uh, markets are certainly one of them. You know, the other, we were on vacation last week and I was looking at markets and I was looking at charts. 
Not because I had to. I, I, I enjoy it, right, Perlman? Is there anything wrong with doing something that you generally enjoy doing when you're on vacation, whether that might be work or not? Like, what does it matter? I, I generally like looking at charts. What's wrong with that, right? It's awesome. It's exciting. I'm it my mother-in-law, because my mother-in-law was helping. Too. My mother-in-law was helping with the kids. So we go out to dinner. We put the boys down and baby down. Everyone's gone. Place is super quiet. And I pull up my chart, pour myself a glass of wine, and she comes out before bed. She's like, oh, you're doing some work? I'm like, eh, not really. Just kind of checking things out. I think it was like Friday night or something like that. Yeah, Just no. checking out some charts. No big deal, you know? What NVIDIA's done is what hundreds of stocks that are winners have done before them and what the next NVIDIA will do. The patterns start, once you start flipping through enough charts and spend enough time with the language of the markets, you will find one. You may not catch it perfectly, you may not ride it perfectly, but there's going to be another one. That's the way the world works, whether you're in Japan and go through a 20-year bear market or the U.S., which was like a 12-month bear market. God bless U.S. for having shorter bear markets, 16 months. But you know, God bless U.S. Their, our bear markets are shorter. Japan's was a fucking beast. Uh, you know, uh, Latin America has beast. You know, in in beast bear markets, Russia's been in a, a bear market since the beginning of time. Um, so, you know, the fact that you're addicted to markets in the U.S. Is not a is not a negative. That's a positive. You found for the record, something. For the record, Japan peaked at the same time as the United States, and also bought at the same time as the S and P. So they're moving together. So it's not that Japan doesn't have as long, longer or shorter bull markets. They're moving in sync because stocks are an asset class. It's not country. The, the different country specific strength is going to be more sector oriented. The reason you're the United States is one is 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 an underperformer in this bull market by a long shot. Spain, Argentina, Argentina Greece, crushing. Argentina Japan, crushing. Germany, all of these countries are all outperforming the United States. Um, Italy, you know, look at Ferrari, absolutely ripping. You see this Ferrari chart? Forget yeah. about it. Throw it up there. Throw that Ferrari chart. I know Perlman, Perlman's shopping for a Ferrari these days, so you might want to look at the, uh, at the stock there. Uh, Perlman was like, you know, JC, I was thinking about a red one. Perlman is uh, like, what do you think, JC? You think I... <laughs> I'll be driving that bad boy in the right lane. Well, they, they're like Roman, Roman doesn't know how to drive a Ferrari. Roman couldn't I mean, drive a Ferrari. They're like NVIDIA. They have like 10-year back order, right? Like, unlike compute, I'll give you what. Ferrari's back order is probably better, safer than NVIDIA's back order because the people that order chips are flighty and cyclical. The people that order Ferrari are rich and ain't going anywhere. And they, they're, they're figuring out ways to get themselves higher in the food chain. So I almost like Ferrari better than Nvidia from that standpoint. We got to talk about Slam Ball. I okay. never saw it before. We're trading it in our notes for this thing. You never seen what it. Is, how do I get? How do I get in the league? Is there an over? There's not a 50 Jewish league? Slam Ball. So I, I was going to tweet. I was going to tweet that so this goes into new sports. America figures out Slam Ball was around, went bankrupt. The people involved this time. And I, I was about to tweet about it. I've been talking to the Legends guy who are running it. They're, um, Jerry Jones has got this multi-billion dollar firm that builds stadiums and, and it's kind of like its own endeavor except for the sports management. So Roger Ehrenberg and Mike Lazaro are involved. Roger brought it back, Phil. So Roger kind of brought the league back, bought the league, and they just kind of deal with ESPN. Wow. Yeah, so Roger and, and Lazar, the heavy, and so I can get you involved. You should buy a team. Dude, I just saw Roger last week. I want to be like, listen, I want to be involved with like a seniors tour. Like, okay. spe- so what, what I'll, I'll connect you. Seniors. I'll connect you uh, back o- over fifty with the son. Um, but anyways, 
this was what we were talking about. It's you, You've got pickleball, slam ball, all variations of hoops coming up. You have all these variations of golf. We have my par three league. You have Americans have spare time and Americans have this will to fucking do shit that is fat and as, as disgusting as we can be as a nation. Uh, we got free time. And one of those is investing. So we're really talking about trends with friends with all these things that are happening. And it's not just fucking tech stocks and fucking semiconductor stocks. It's like JC says, it's, it's booze, degeneracy. It's the brands behind these things, LVMH, Ferrari, uh, uh, Palo Alto Networks, um, casino stocks. Uh, there is demand for this shit. There is fucking global demand for this shit. Now there's the thing about weed, which we could talk about the other side, if we could pull up a chart of like, this is just one of the greatest charts, canopy growth, CG, this thing was all over CNBC. We were all, like, this thing was going to be like the fucking, uh, the uh, Procter and Gamble of weed, the Philip Morris of weed. Um, look at this company. Right, it's gone from Procter and bucks. Gamble of weed. That's a no. Good I'm one. just saying that was what people you were hear that saying. Moment, the Procter and Gamble of weed. Like I'm really? telling you, that that's what people were saying it's when it was at fifty bucks. It was just going to be the one brand. Guess what? Oh. Fundamental problem. If the banks, this goes to crypto. If the banks aren't aboard, you got no business in the United States. And weed isn't the problem. The problem is getting paid for doing weed. You. So it's just a fascinating dichotomy in like you could be in the middle of a rip-roaring bull market but if you're focused on the wrong sector you are bankrupt i put the and chart up there riley you could put it up put there the right chart up? the first chart yep this you was the bellwether of weed this is the gross. bellwether it was i'm telling you well, josh brown cnbc we're we're talking about this and canopy growth it was doing all the it's acquisitions down 98 percent in five years oh. So know, this goes to JC's chart. If that looked like the Q's and JC, JC saw the, the Q's bottoming equivalent of where Canopy was like 20, right? The, the oh. Q's were in this pullback. JC saw, again, this is just one stock, but this is where human behavior and this dispassion came in. When you're picking one stock, the odds of being right are a lot harder than picking like a basket of companies. And what Canopy, what the people that got involved with Canopy forgot was fundamentals do matter when you're picking one sector, one stock. And um, the market is, you know, a market of these things. So it's, it's a really tough thing to do. And you shouldn't be embarrassed about trying to do it, but you've got to figure out the right people to do it with. And you've got to figure is out. Pot, is pot just going to reach the uh, a level of you know legal legality and attenuation? That here's, here's my thoughts that, on pot. That, like the big I've, companies do come in. You know what I mean? My, like there is yeah. like here's my uh, thoughts on pot. An Altria or a General Mills or you know a, why a Kellogg? It's going to be like in a big company a big food company. Gas stations in Florida soon. No, but here's the really? thing. Really? You're going to be able to buy weed at the gas stations in Florida? Here's the thing. But that's that's yeah. more of really? a sign of the problem. No, but JC, that's not a good thing. Here's, here's it's not? That may not be a good thing for weed. I, listen, people should smoke <laughs> weed, whatever. What I'm saying is... Sounds like a good business in, to me. No, it isn't. In New York, you can. there's so much weed, even though it's kind of... Like, there's more... If people in New York smoked all day, every day, the growers would still be bankrupt. Because... 
there's no control over how the supply is managed and it's just chaos in New York and that's a and the fact that you can't bank it just attracts the wrong companies to the space and so you know unlike gambling if we look at gambling and the charts of gambling stocks in the end fantasy sports they're paying their taxes if the crypto guys weren't taking their stolen money and keeping it in Malta as we talked about last week maybe the US would have a different view towards crypto but the fact is you got to pay the piper to do business in the United States and weed is unorganized crypto fucking took their th they put their thumb to the man too many times and gambling played ball uh, no, no pun intended, and they're in charge. So you've got to avoid weed until there's banking, and you have to stick with gambling because they kind of deal with the devil. So here's a question for you: with with the whole degenerate thing, right? And you know, LVMH, you know, leading the way. Well, it's the two economies: the degenerate and the luxury economy. The, the luxury the, economy. And is, is, is it just, is that really, and the success of it, is that just really indicative, you know, like an, a, a reflection of a two-tiered economy and almost like this American caste system that is now happening, that you have like this huge group of poor people and this large group of very wealthy people. And that, I mean, as a society, that can't be, over the longer term, that can't be a great place where we're heading. If that, I, I can't comment I'm not, on. I'm not. I I'm not saying you. don't invest. I'm just saying, you know, from a social point of view. Listen, Porch Howard and JC, you guys can comment. The Porch Howard, the Howard that I like the best, which just has friends over to sit on the porch and talk about the world. It's lucky I have B Porch Howard, and I can have friends over, and we commiserate about. There was a record rainfall in California last year. California raised two point six billion dollars in some tax to build reservoirs to hold that water. While they were fucking fighting over whatever, the caterpillar that the reservoir was going to destroy, they forgot to collect the water that they raised the $2.6 billion for. So there's a million ways to not get out of bed in the morning because your institutions are failing us. And part of that is now we have this ridiculous caste system of the poor and the rich or the lower or the middle class or the lower middle class and the rich. It is what it is. I'm just giving it a name, just like Kramer said, Fang and... JC has a name for certain things, and you have a name for certain things. But the name is just a name. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but there just seems to be this two-tier system where in the middle, you're easily served by Home Depot, Walmart, Costco, Target. Uh, you don't need to compete against those people. They figured out how to work on penny margins. You need to work in the world where you have margins. And so any smart investor should be investing. If they want to invest in the middle, invest with the companies that have figured out how to make money off 1% margins. But everywhere else in the world, if you want to make money, you've got to find companies that have huge margins or growth. And those are on the fringe sets of society. Um, so that's how I came up with that. And I think until, until I see more middle of the, of the road type of companies gather interest in the investing world, you got to keep, you got to keep your money where it's working. Howard, what would, you, what would you say something like that would be? Is there something kind of you're looking for? Or is it just when it hits your desk yeah. and you feel it? I think it's fun. I think we're all like part of this investing society now because of YouTube and StockTwits and Robinhood and Twitter and Coinbase, whatever. But um, what people need to really think about is, is the stuff that we've talked about on the show with JC is the macro matters, 
You know, you got to know where rates are, and you got to know how how the world and where we were, and some relative understanding of things. And then you have to pick companies in sectors that are growing, or sectors that are seeing good price uh, action and accumulation. I mean, it's not that complicated, but it does take time. You know, it really does take time, and. It's fun to put labels on these things, um, but eventually, you know, my degenerate, lug, uh, degenerate and uh, luxury society won't work. Um, I, d I can't, I don't know when that'll happen, but it'll happen. In the middle, we'll figure out a way while everybody's looking to work again. I don't know, JC, any thoughts on that? I mean, you know, I, I've been giving some thought as to what you said. You know, that's why I brought the Ferrari chart, because it's kind of like in line with, you know, it's either the masses or the super high end, but the middle's tough. So when I see something like, you know, uh, a Ferrari that, that, that makes sense in, in that sort of environment, LVMH as well, like you mentioned. Um, you know, I, I think there's a look at home construction. I'm not like an expert in home construction stocks, but, you know, my, you know, nor am I a fundamental guy but like this whole home construction i mean i feel like it's most likely a lot of different sectors and some of that is in the middle as well and home construction continues to make new 52 week highs across the board lennar's and new all-time highs just a lot of residential construction that i think could be across the board um in fact i probably not very rich um if if, if i had to guess again i'm not an expert no, but i would I'm i would i would guess it's probably pretty diversified you're also seeing a lot of strength in the casinos Right. And the casinos, you, you're the, the degenerates come from all sorts of walks of life. You know, the ultra rich, the super poor um, that just can't help themselves. And a lot of people in the middle and the casino stocks keep acting really well. I'm being told that the consumer's dead and recessions and all this stuff and the consumer can't afford anything and record debt. All I see is consumer discretionary stocks cons 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 consistently doing better than everybody else on an equally weighted basis since the market bottomed in June of last year. Consumer discretionary is the best performer, up 30%. So this whole consumer's dead, can't afford anything, you know, it seems to me like that's just a bunch of horse crap. Uh, the stock market is telling you the exact opposite. They can afford plenty, uh, you know? I don't know where people are getting this data that the consumer's dead. The, the, the consumer's map, trying. Here, here's what, here's what consumer, you forget about It looks the like the consumer's consumer. never been better. Uh, from you know, but but you know, right? I don't know where we, American consumers stretch. My daughter's paying four grand to rent, earning eighty, ninety k a year. Con American consumers, we did it when we were young. We stretched. Um, five percent interest rates, six percent mortgages, five and a half teaser rates. My friends are starting to get. I'm starting to hear younger friends say they're buying their first home, uh, and they're not super rich. So people figure out in America how to stretch. There's a great pride of ownership in this country. It's been drummed into people's head to own their home. Uh, I'm not saying, you, you know, guys like, there's certain people that say, go broke owning your first home. I don't feel that way. I think you should go broke or shoot for broke in where you have tremendous expertise and passion and domain experience. If that, if, if, if you buy into that, go broke on your first home, like it's okay to be home broke, I don't necessarily buy into that. I only buy into it if that's what's going to give you that pride of ownership and you feel like uh, that's how you're gonna make, get to the next level. Um, you know, for us, it, it felt like that. Like for us, Ellen and I, when we bought our first home, we stretch. It always feels like you're stretching when you buy your first home. And our first home was only 160K. What did you, or 140K, Phil, what was your first home? What did it cost? My first home 
was ninety-seven thousand yeah, dollars. We thought we were getting fucking hose too. We thought Dude, we were getting hose. No, it was a good value. It was a condo in Arlington, and it like tripled. You know, by the time so I it. I'm not going to tell people what to do with their home. If rates stay at five, six percent and start trending down to four, three percent, you you're gonna you're gonna you did fine. If rates are on their way to twelve percent, you did. Okay, at least owning your home where the value of your home may depreciate. Again, I don't think you should be thinking of your, your home as a place to, to make your net worth grow. Well, let me ask I you this. I have, a, I have a question that I'm in the middle of figuring out right now. So, you know, I own a bunch of Bitcoin. Um, it's done well, obviously. I own, uh, I've got a lot of options in some of the crypto miners. Like, I've got exposure there, most definitely. Um, I own my home outright. And I'm thinking about taking out a, a mortgage or taking out a line of credit to buy Bitcoin with some of the equity that I have in the home. Why are you rolling your eyes? This is like a serious, I'm, this is not a joke. Like I'm actually like trying to figure yeah, out what, you, what the situation. You know yourself and you're dispassionate as Phil said. You, you know how to trade futures and manage the bank. The Most bank is having, listen don't. to this, listen to the math. The bank is having, I could take out a quarter million dollars uh, at 1.9% for the first nine months. And own Bitcoin instead during that period and pay 1.9% for those first nine months. I'm thinking about it. Quarter million bucks. What is that? That's where's your stock. Nine, that's nine more. That's nine. So I would own nine more Bitcoin than I have now. Right. I, yeah, you're, 30. you're 30 years old. How old are you? I am 41 and a half. Almost. So Phil and I are cringing at that. Phil, what are you? You're cringing. How do you feel about well, this? Well, JC, uh, this is not a recommendation to buy or sell any securities here. Just, I mean, JC is an experienced guy. He has done very well for himself. He sold a business, and he could, he could, he could do this type of stuff. I think there are other people out there who may be wealthy and sophisticated who could do something like that, where the math uh, plays out. But I also think. There's probably people watching uh, right now who hear that and it, you know, it sounds, it, 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 it might not be the best suggestion. It, so it's not for everyone. Well, first of all, I'm not making a suggestion. I don't, I don't really care what other people do with their money. I'm talking about me. I, first of all, I own the house outright. So it's not like I have this mortgage and da, 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 da. So I would just be taking out a portion of it. First of all, I'd only be long the Bitcoin because it's a line of credit. So you're only paying interest on what you take out. And I'd only be long if we're above 31 Otherwise, all bets are off. So there's there's well defined risk. There's Let's limited trade. Leverage. We'll this trade. Above I kind of like it. I kind of like it, JC. Because I'm thinking, like, listen, I could take the money out from other. I could use the. I have other cash that I could use. Like, I could, there's other ways that I can do it. But I'm thinking, like, all right, so I could buy nine Bitcoin with that at at a very small rate. Why not? All right. Well, above thirty one, that trades on. We'll see how it tracks. We're not there yet to even worry about it. Is, is there a trade that everybody likes before we go? I, there's a lot that we could talk about. I probably haven't had. Phil, you wanted to talk about the cues. You talked about what other stuff did you want to talk about? I just wanted to express gratitude for the sun. Today is the summer solstice. The it's sun. the 21st of, of June. It's, it's sunny here in Colorado. Did you stand an egg up? We shout out to the sun. Shout out to the sun. Did you stand the egg up, though? Your job. I wrote a poem. We stand in your light, grateful for the nourishment you provide, humbled by your warmth, happy to be hurling across the universe in your orbit. Go by the way, summer. everybody, That's shout beautiful. out to this great That was African nice, company. right? Pretty that was nice. very good. Shout out to like, Ubuntu. 
U-B-U-N-T. I'm fascinated. I'm down this rabbit hole. I was at Patrick O'Shaughnessy's event. I met a really cool founder, Zane. He's a Texas guy. Moved to Nigeria. And he's built an e-commerce company around uh, the community, building like all their products and putting them online, Ubuntu.life. Anyways, I, I just am, there's so much to be excited about, Phil, uh, even in Africa and all these crazy fucking poorly uh, politicized countries that have been ravaged for centuries, right? So there's a million ways to get aggravated every day. But like you said, the sun, the sun really, you know, I live in San Diego and Phoenix. I think the sun was the best move of all the trades I've ever made in my life. Um, chasing the sun has not been a bad one. Uh, chasing good weather chasing that one thing that affects my mood more than anything else is the sun. So it's a good poem, good idea. Um, it's good to have people that love you. JC's got three taking shits on them all day, but they do love you. Uh, nothing could make me happier than know that you're fucked for the next 15 years. Uh, he was telling me, like, I'm in the car. The thing in the world. I'm in the car Don't with him on the way to get steaks. And he's like, oh, how old are they? Oh, you're so fucked for the next 20 so, years. Don't he's even like, listen to him. Vincent's so like, I'm going to travel around the life. world and go bike riding with my friends in Tuscany or whatever, with my tight shorts or whatever it is you guys wear. And, you know, uh, I got to trade. Um... Uh, we're we're buying HSBC. We bought it last week. HSBC. Howard, Howard, you could yawn now, Howard. Howard's like HSBC. Oh, okay. Get the fuck yawn out is in Y A N or yawn is in Y W L I A W N. So uh, we are uh, we are. Long. What's the chart look like, Jace? What's the chart look like? So that's it a looks bank. like a, it looks it looks like a nice bottom. I'm told that it's a banking crisis. Uh, we're buying bank stocks, so you know they're all these bank stocks keep making new fifty two week highs. So. Sounds like a sounds like the silliest crisis I've ever seen. So we're on, you know. In fact, you could buy the January forty calls in HSBC. You could buy the January forty calls for like two and a half or something like that, two and a quarter. Now we got them for two bucks even. These things get back to those former highs at fifty five. You're looking at a thirteen fourteen. Uh, uh, wow, that's you know, great. Points. You know, you, you're looking at a maybe a seven bagger. Seven or eight bagger on that potentially if it gets okay. back to those former highs. Okay. So if you're looking to put buy some bank stocks, maybe a little exposure, a little 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 UK, a little China, a little little flavor, you know, a little how you doing there. I still kinda like your Bitcoin move over HSBC. I like the Bitcoin move. I'm gonna give you one. I'm already I, long Bitcoin. I'm talking about just kinda adding like positions like another you know, another nine yeah. Bitcoin and Bitcoin goes to a hundred. You know, now he starts to add, starts to add up. What is that? A million yeah. bucks? How much here's money? here's why I'm I'm bullish on crypto, and I, I don't express it personally other than a few bitcoins in Ethereum. I'm bullish because I'm so fucking mad at everybody in the crypto space, and I'm so nervous and calling all our managers that we've allocated money to, saying don't be an idiot. So I'm like being that dispassionate, or I'm being the emotional. This is why I don't manage assets in areas I don't understand. I'm being that dick, that passive aggressive dick to people. Partly for good reason, I'm sure, Phil, but like also it's a sign I'm trading against myself, meaning there is a lot of reasons to be upset about crypto, but the good managers right now are licking their chops and, and taking on positions. So I'll give you one idea. It I love that, from, by the way. You're yeah. fearful, but you're acknowledging your fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I've gotten over it. the hump. I, I take notes. I write about this every day. And Are you saying leverage the house? You're saying he's telling me to leverage the house. I'm saying he's going to I'm saying I'm saying the people that didn't panic can i ask you guys because you guys are old right so let me ask you old oh, guys no, by the way so one more thing Hold jc on. jc 
on the crypto thing, I was talking to my man, I was talking to Hootie, a shout out to Hootie, who runs one of the fun uh, hash three ventures. He was a Coinbase guy and worked at LinkedIn. We were talking today and he said, listen, the, wa the internationally wallet amount, like the wallet addresses are still going higher. So it's like, you can shut it down in the United States, but this isn't going away. And, and, and the shitcoins needed to go away, right? It's not, it's a, it's a privilege, not a fucking right to be able to have these things. And people, if people want to blow their brains out, they'll find a way to blow their brains out. But crypto needed, I don't think they needed a sheriff, but they needed an awakening. And all this stuff, Gensler on his timing, he timed it well as a professional. Why go after something when it's at all time highs? You go after it when it's a beaten dog. And crypto was a beaten dog and he leaned in and we'll see. He's taking huge brand risk. Gary so Gensler's taking last huge question. brand risk. Last question, right? I got to hop Dude. in one minute. Um, are you guys, because my financial advisor says that I'm not leveraged enough, right? I should lever myself more because I'm so Who's young. That? Who's Stuki you Hauser? Who's your fucking Do you guys, advisor? don't worry about it. I'm just, just go with it. Do you guys, Howard and Phil, do you guys think that you leverage yourselves enough through as, as you guys grew? You yeah. guys are not Great old. Question. I'm breaking right. balls. You're not that old, but you know what I mean? Like you're older than me. Did you leverage yourself enough do you, or do you regret not, or do you regret leverage yourself too much? How, how does that work? Let me, that's a great it? question. I'm so, uh, Phil, sorry to barge in, but uh, go ahead. It's great. It is great. It's a great question. It's so leveraged JC to the point where now I've become bond Howard. It's people make fun of me, but I have the right to deleverage finally because I'm 58. I was so leveraged to social leverage, to stock twits, to wall strip to to my business to myself uh to the point of like i was a mean person phil saw me through the point where i was leveraged. So you were too right? leveraged you were too, too leveraged. leveraged i was too leveraged too unhappy too engaged with the kid too too stressed okay leveraging yourself in your 30s is something americans do and maybe people around the world because it's a rite of pat that's what you have to do you're you're chasing the almighty dollar you don't have to hunt for your living for food so you hunt for money and when your life is about hunting for money, you're going to lead to unhappiness, right? Because you, you're inside, you're fighting for stupid, stupid stuff. And it never ends. So I was highly leveraged both to my home, to my family, to stock twits, to my social leverage stuff. And so, yes, you leverage yourself young, okay, to your passion interest, because you only have one chance to deleverage, and that's in your 50s. You don't want to deleverage in your 70s and miss your whole life, okay? If you're leveraged in your fucking 60s, you've lived your life wrong. The time to leverage and to lean in, JC, as you did with, you took the risk, you had doubles, you had triplets, whatever they were, that was a risk. No one, you didn't fucking throw the Yahtzee dice and expect twins, <laughs> you thought you'd have two. So you leveraged yourself to your family. You're going to deal with it, okay? And it may, you may have to give something else up. But if you're not leveraged, you're not living. If you are leveraged in your 60s, you have fucking done something wrong. I just want to make explicit what Howard said, that there's different ways that you could leverage. You can leverage money. That's the way we all think about it. But you can leverage your own personal effort. You can leverage your time. You can leverage your relationships. There's all different ways that you could take crazy bets. Uh, I think I've been more of a roller coaster. Like there's been like during the nat whole nat you know during the whole dot com thing, I had no understanding of risk whatsoever, and I was way over, yeah. way over leveraged. But that helped you learn options, but that forced you to learn options. Uh, I just got lucky. I, I got like you know yeah. I read uh, 
you know, uh, popular delusions and the, and the madness of crowds like in 1999. And I was like, oh, my God, this is all a, you know, I just got completely lucky. But, uh, uh, but I was way over, you know, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I, I was way over. Did I, we I, help I answer your AOL. question there, JC? But do you agree with me, Phil? Like if you're leveraging the 60s, you've done Dude, it. you understand risk. Go be, yeah. go be, go leverage yourself. I, I have no problem with what you're a big boy. You're really smart, and you're not gonna like leverage every last dime. Like you're not gonna, ri- you're not gonna, you're not gonna risk everything. You're gonna take calculated bets. So I, I don't see. You're on mute. You're on mute. So you guys are saying leverage the crib. Leverage your crib, man. They're just kids. It's only I mean, partial, right? right? It's, it's only a quarter. All right. It worked for Elon Musk. It worked for Elon Musk. I'm going to give you one idea. JC, you drop off. INMD. Right, it's, in the medical, it's in the medical space. I'm going to give you one idea. INMD. It came from Danny Jesse at All Star Charts, my buddy. Um, he's followed this stock a while. INMD. If medical devices and medical companies and healthcare does take off, it looks like it's having, it has a great base. Uh, so if it gets above... This 37, I put on a few shares to watch it, but I'm kind of, I like the, the way Danny thinks in, in, uh, about stuff and technically. And um, so if it closes here above that, that last few days highs, I'm just gonna, you know, and if, and if it gets above these 40s, uh, if you look at a really long-term chart, I mean, this has been a great company, forget the two years. Uh, can you go further back? Yeah. So you've got these huge, as in all medical stocks, you've got these nasty pullbacks to really bad bear market um but anyway so it's a it's a real growth it's a real growth company and if you if you scan out it's not horrible i don't know phil any so that's a random idea that's not in tech but just uh, just, just keep cheap just keep dollar cost averaging and get out in the sun uh and you know pay 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 some gratitude towards uh the world you know that we're alive and uh, kicking and the sun is shining all right boys Phil, great to see you. Everybody's good? Oh, man. Life Everybody's is, good? Uh, I'm just blessed out of my brains. I'm, I'm writing poems to the sun, that's how. You know. How about you? How about in your say? Life is good. Saw, it's good to see, it's saw, good to see the family. Great, you saw the whole family. You saw the whole family. looks great. What's yeah, that? Family. You saw the whole family in New York. Yeah, no. Did you see Max? Did you see I Max? Saw, I saw Max, too. He looked great, too. Every, your family is beautiful. I don't, know, I don't know how you did it, man. You hit the jackpot, bro. It was risky. I almost there, blew it up a moments. couple of times. You, 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 you get close to blowing it up a couple of times. Now we got to bring we got to bring Riley we up all to do. the ranks. All right, we all do. We all do. All right, guys. Riley, Adios. see you. Adios, boys. Adios, Riley. Can I hop off? <laughs>